Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. How many times have you listened to a friend, a relative, somebody at work? Well, I guess, yeah, complain. <laughs> Complained about a spouse or a, a child, son, daughter, relative. Uh, or even with Catholics, complaining about the priest or the bishop or even the pope. And, you know, and you, you listen because you're, you're trying to figure out if it can be helpful. Sometimes people simply need an ear, you know. They need a shoulder. Uh, but how often have you also thought, you know, my friend, that you're miserable right now because you've given uh, some other person power and authority over your life. In other words, unless so-and-so changes, your life's not going to be enjoyable. That you can't become the person God has called you to be unless, again, your parents, your uh, siblings, your uh, son's daughters, your spouse, your priest, your bishop, your pope, <coughs> unless they change. And I, <clears throat> this, this is a dangerous thing, of course, because, as I said, it gives other people authority and power over your life. They can determine their behavior ends up determining how you feel about things, about your own future. And, of course, if that goes far enough, that other person then begins to function as an enemy of your well-being. Now, we always have an (laughs) off-ramp when that kind of war begins inside of us. And somebody who we don't want to count as an enemy, but they're behaving in ways that seem to thwart us. The off-ramp for Christians is always to love your enemies. So that allows you then to kind of reset uh, the relationship and love sometimes mean that you have you have to confront that you have to challenge you have to admonish you have to exhort you don't always just have to suffer you know a lot of times it's important for the well-being and for the spiritual growth of the other person that you let them know that how they're stepping on your toes undermining your own sense of well-being and how if you've got a strong enough relationship you can even suggest that uh, their com- complaints are actually thwarting their own uh, well-being in the world. I, I do think that this is a chronic problem. We we tend to see those around us as having power over us, and if they don't behave the way we want, we get unhappy. Uh, dis- we we're dismayed. We're depressed. Uh, and yet, Saint Paul makes it clear that we. We don't have enemies, per se, except the devil. Um, in Second Corinthians chapter 10, he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God And we take every thought captive to Christ. And we're we're living in a world where there are lies being propagated all the time. And many of us have believed lies at different times in our lives, and and lots of people 
uh, believe lies. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something that is true, so we can always have a place uh, where we can affirm what is true. And the Bible, you know, uh, is unlike any other book. Uh, The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates uh, even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's a judge and critic of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So, really, by focusing in on the Word of God, we gain insight into the dynamics of our own life, the spiritual dynamics, even the psychological dynamics of our own life. And I think one practice that is is worth urging uh, on one another is this idea of declaring or standing on the promises of God. That was a phrase that's been used often. There's songs about it even. But what that means is that you simply believe what God has said about himself, about the world, about you. Right now, we're living in a time where there's extraordinary fear of the future. People are afraid. They think the nation has gone off the rails. They think the world has gone off the rails. They think the church has gone off the rails. And there's widespread fear of the future. And yet, we should be able to say, what has God said? God has said that he has given us not a spirit of fear, Again, uh, this is uh, St. Paul writing to uh, Timothy in the second letter to Timothy, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you uh, a spirit of power, love, a sound mind. For the spirit of God, for the spirit that God gave us, uh, produces love, it produces discipline. Uh, It gives us an ability to stand in the midst of the whole world might appear to be going crazy, but God's not going crazy. And you take your stand with God. I mean, so people say, well, yeah, but the circumstances of my life are are so messed up. Again, I would say they may appear to be messed up, but believe me, God knows your circumstances. You know, Christ himself, St. Paul again, to the Ephesians this time in the second chapter, verse 14, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. Notice, by the way, that he reconciled enemies there, that that really happened. Christ united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Uh, So again, the circumstances of your life, God knows what they are, and he can bring peace there. So, again, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's very important. This is so simple in some ways, and it's so basic in some ways, that we often ignore it. But when you're facing troubling circumstances, when you're facing circumstances that can bring fear to you, uh, when you're facing circumstances in which you're afraid that God's not going to make good on his care and provision for you, 
that's when you go to the Scripture. That's when you repeat the Scripture. It's good to memorize passages like this if you have them right at hand because then you can use them in the midst of those troubling you know, the, the waters inside begin to roil. You've got a tidal wave of anger or uh, insecurity or uncertainty welling up within you. You can say, what has God said? He says, seek my kingdom and all these other things I will add to you. So you're worried about the future? He says, look, you don't see the sparrow worrying about the future. You don't see the lily of the field worrying about the future. It's because our Heavenly Father does provide. Seek first his kingdom, and all these other things will be again added on. All these passages are so valuable to help us, again, uh, strengthen us. We need stamina uh, because the world can be a frightening place. It can be an uncertain place for ourselves, for our kids, you know, for our nation. A lot of people are worried now. Uh, again, I come back to look at the scriptures. What did God say to the nation of Israel? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. The same God who spoke that promise to Israel speaks it to us. For I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking. I, the Lord, know the plans I have for you. These are plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then sometimes people say, well, you know, yeah, but you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how far I've strayed. You don't know how far short I continually fall. Again, the scriptures address that. Psalm chapter 103, beginning at verse 12. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. You know, we have the great benefit of the sacrament of penance. And we go to confession, and we hear Jesus uh, absolve us from our sin. Uh, And yet, sometimes people think that's not enough. Well, let me say, from God's standpoint, he has said that as far as the east is from the west, so has he removed your sins. So, so. I do think this is one of those practices. Um, it's a spiritual discipline. It's it uh, often is un- <clears throat> it's often found through lexio divina. That's another kind of. This is an offshoot of that, where we actually collect God's promises, and then we affirm them. Sometimes these are called affirmations. Uh, Lisa Brennenmeier, who I spoke with uh, last week, uh, uses the word declarations. That these are declarations. So I declare. Uh, that if I confess my sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's simply First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. Um, <clears throat> sometimes we think that the Lord doesn't have the power that the Scriptures demonstrate that he does. So, for instance, he, he in a sense— gives Israel 
a born-again experience after the exile, right? They come back into the land. They begin to rebuild the temple. And Isaiah puts it this way. See, I'm creating, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is, again, the kind of Old Testament equivalent of what St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, where he says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Now, this is in some ways real basic, but it's because it's so basic, sometimes we don't exercise it, we don't practice it. But simply that little spiritual discipline of collecting God's promises and then applying them to your own circumstances can really bring about a peace beyond your understanding. <laughs> 